Welcome, everyone, to episode two of the Fantasy Dimes podcast. Here with your co-host, Sal Karmali, along with Husni Vargas. Um, we're here with episode two. Before we start, this is presented by SportsMe. Go download the app, start your debates. A lot of good topics to talk about this week. We got football, we have the NBA playoffs. So please, please, and the MLB playoffs is about to start soon. So please do uh, get on the app, download it. It's uh, available on Apple and um, Android. Um, in terms of our handle, please do follow us. You can find us on Twitter at Fantasy Dimes. You can find us on Instagram at Fantasy Dimes. Uh, you can find myself, um, Sal Karmali, on both Twitter and Instagram. And you can find Husni as well, both on uh, Twitter and Instagram under the same name, Husni Vargas. Um, actually, it's Husni underscore Vargas, if I'm not mistaken. Um, at the, uh, you can also find us on the SportsMe app. Fantasy Take Sal, Fantasy Take Husney. Uh, we're here and we're joined by a guest, Mikhail Darcy. Uh, and uh, thank you so much for being on, Mikhail. And uh, today's show is going to be a good one. I'm going to hand it over to Husney. Husney, you can take it away. Yeah, so we have uh, Mikhail Darcy, as Sal said, here today. And we have also one of the execs from Sports Me, Derek Lance, big fantasy football guy. Um, always see his fantasy takes. Uh, usually not the happiest when he's giving those takes. Um, usually talks about how his guys are down. So maybe we can change his luck and uh, help him turn it around this week. Uh, Derek, if you want to just go ahead and introduce yourself really quick. Yeah, Derek from SportsMe. Uh, come download the app, like, like was already said. And, and to give you some context, yes, I'm a, a sad fantasy football guy this year. Uh, and it, and I say it's not my fault, but it, uh, it's, always, it's always my fault. We, uh, I'm a very quantitative driven person. And so it requires prep for me to do all the draft and stuff. And we actually recently launched this app and uh, I've got three kids now and I have my wife yelling at me. I had, I only, I cut down to two leagues this year and they both were drafting at the same time. And I was watching the kids. So I, I had two drafts going, I had to run and like my, my kids are breaking things. And oh my God. Oh my I ended God. up auto drafting like eight players and it, it was awful. And and it hurts my soul because I'm, I'm a competitive person. I mean, we're talking like my my fantasy football league with my height with my uh, college friends. Like I, I made them change the rules of how we got draft picks because I just like crushed them so many years in a row. They literally <laughs> we used to do it based on uh, college bowl pick'em and uh, NCAA tournaments, and I won I won both of those things four years in a row because oh, some wow. of my friends are amongst the best sports data scientists there are. So I pull in their numbers. I do all my stuff, but this right. year um, I know nothing and, it, and it's sad. And sad. So, <laughs> well, we're glad you're on with us. Well, maybe we can give you some insight on fantasy. I'll give you some good knowledge on, uh, on anything that's from previous seasons, tendency on those players. I know all that stuff, but I don't know the new stuff. That's what's killing me. But that sounds good. Uh, we also got Mikhail Darcy here. Uh, Mikhail, let's go ahead and introduce yourself real quick. What's going on, guys? My name is uh, Mikhail Darcy. I'm a fairly new fantasy football player. Um, I'd say maybe two or three years, but I am a very big sports fanatic when it comes to either playing them or watching them. I love sports, and I feel like I'm very excited for these conversations that we're about to have today. So looking forward to that. And he's a Giants fan, so that's a plus one. Yes, yes, plus indeed. One. Yes, indeed. <laughs> plus one, baby. Plus one. <clears throat> okay, uh, so real 
quick before we get into it. Uh, we are having a giveaway. We are going to post that on our Instagram. Just look out for that. Uh, you're just going to have to follow us on Instagram, download SportsMe, give your best take on SportsMe, um, and then share the post on your Instagram story, and then I'll give you a chance to win a couple of prizes. Uh, so just look out for that tomorrow. Um, also, just want to go over really quick, guys, the Browns and Bengals last night. We said it was a lot of fantasy implications in that, and it definitely was. Uh, some of the bigger names that scored were Kareem Hunt, Nick Chubb, OBJ with that long touchdown catch, uh, Jarvis Lindu as great uh, with that, that injury that he has. Uh, Mixon played all right, got 12 fantasy points, if I'm not wrong. Uh, Joe Burrow, 65, uh, 61 pass attempts, which is just crazy for a rookie QB. Absurd, yeah. Uh, AJ Green, another fantasy bust of the night. And uh, Tyler Boyd got a garbage touchdown at the end to help those fantasy owners, like myself, one of them. I uh, just want to really quick get your guys' thoughts on that. So uh, I'll, I'll start quickly. I had a, had a take on, on SportsMe where I said uh, I thought that uh, on the Brown side, uh, Landry was going to be a bust. Hunt was going to be a, a boom. It worked out from my favor. On the flip side, I said Burrow was going to be a boom. It worked out because he threw the ball like 100 times. But on the bus side, I said Tyler Boyd. And to be honest with you, three quarters in, it was looking real good. And then the last drive, he catches two passes, one being a touchdown, one being a 20-yarder or something. And his point total just ballooned to like 19 in the PPR league. So a great game for fantasy. I think a lot of people got something out of it besides those Landry, Hooper, and maybe A.J. Green owners who are expecting a little more. Uh, I have a Joe Mixon in a couple leagues, and he kind of he let me down. But, hey, I'll take 12 points. I mean, better than six points from the week before. Yeah, I also I had a take on sports me where I called I said that Kareem Hunt would be the the stud this week and it's crazy that both running backs in that backfield were able to get two touchdowns each for fantasy owners that's that's insane you, you you're choosing between Hunt and Chubb and both of them decided to pop off in that one game and then my bust was Joe Mixon which I guess 12 points of fantasy yeah some people would take that but that's a Joe Mixon's a first round running back first round maybe second round running back that people are taking so you're expecting more out of your first round running back so for some people you're definitely definitely thinking that that's a bust absolutely i mean my, my biggest takeaway from that game was that uh man jo joey burrow seems to be uh the real deal he uh because you you mix in owners like i got mixed one of my leagues i auto drafted him pissed me off uh, <laughs> but uh he, uh, I mean, the run game hasn't been helping him either. Like, if you look, they've averaged probably three yards a carry for the first two games. So it's not like he had this awesome run game and he's got the play action going for him. I mean, he, he had to go out there and make those plays himself. And he's getting hit a lot too. Like, if you saw some of those plays, he stood in there, took hits, delivered the yep. ball. Yep. He, he looks like an NFL quarterback. No, it's and, and to be honest, Derek, you're right. I think I looked at it. I was watching the game and I was just like, this O-line is horrible. I mean, the Browns, we're just running right through them. And then you see Burrow under pressure. You see Mixon with nowhere to run. I mean, it's, it's a recipe for a disaster. And I'm surprised they stayed in that game for as long as they did. And it's still crazy, even with that O-line playing like that, that Burrow was able to throw that ball 61 times. Yeah, that's yeah. for a rookie quarterback. That's not expected at all. If they can get him an O-line, he'll definitely be one of the greats going. For sure. for sure, for sure, for sure. I agree. If the football gods are going to give an O-line to someone, please let it be the Giants. My goodness. Oh, yes. Please. Yes. Please. 
Please, God. Please. <laughs> For sure. That, that's why the... you see that stat, uh, Saquon on 11 of his 16 carries was hitting the backfield. Yeah, it's, really, I, it's insane. It's insane. I, I, I was watching the box score, and I was like, oh, my goodness. And I flipped on the, the stream for, like, 15 seconds. Right as I flipped it on, two dudes tackling him seven yards in the backfield, yeah. one on each side as he's receiving the handoff. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah, insane. I mean, that, that Giants O-line, I feel like everyone they, they bring on is just like, it just doesn't work. I mean, it's just, it's not, it's not working out. I don't know what we it even, is. But. We even drafted someone this year, Andrew Thomas, yeah, to fill in that was, role, and it didn't even. struggling a little bit too, yeah. It didn't even look well. Yeah. yeah. Well, at least you tried this time. Usually you don't try. You draft. <laughs> at least you tried. That's a good one. Yeah, at least we're not Jets fans, so. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Always a positive, right? <laughs> Always. All right, so let's get into our segment for today. We're calling it Starch Bench Flex. Start Bench Flex. Um, we're going to give three guys from uh, the teams that are, we would say, fantasy relevant. And you got to decide start them, bench them, or put them in your flex. Let's start with the first game here. Uh, we got. And, and sorry, to, sorry to cut you off, I don't mean to cut you off, but I, I guess well, this is something we're probably going to be doing every week with a guest on. I want to just say it in advance, and I know Husney and I were kind of going over these uh, these star bench flexes. These are going to be people that you're going to in a in a deeper league, or you know, if you have injuries, you're going to have. We're not going to tell you Julio Jones. You're going to start Julio Jones, right? You're starting these RB ones, wide receiver ones. We're talking about guys that are flex options, injury um, replacements. I mean, guys that you're going to have a tough time choosing between. We want to make that decision for you. We want to help you make that decision. And we're going to debate it. This show is going to be about debating. We're going to get different opinions in here. And we want to make sure that you guys know that in advance, that it's just not like every other podcast. You're going to hear different things, different opinions, and it may help you sway one way or the other. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for that. Um, all right, so let's get into it. Uh, first game, Chiefs versus Chargers. On the Chiefs side, we got Sammy Watkins, Nico Hardman, and Daryl Williams. Uh, let's start with Derek. Where do you have them? Start bench flex. Yeah, I mean, as always, I mean, target volume for receivers is going to be the biggest predictor of success there, uh, generally speaking. Um, and, and Watkins will get the target volume. And, and again, because we're looking at what do you do in a deep league and if you have some injuries, um, Watkins is a roller coaster, but every once in a while you get a fun ride. So yeah. uh, you, you got to go with Watkins. Hardman, I mean, doesn't get enough snaps and uh daryl williams i mean he needs an injury to be relevant i think so Watkins. uh mcgall you want to go ahead um yeah i agree with you with Watkins. i definitely think Watkins is the start he's the wide receiver too there definitely on a team like that has patrick mahomes he's going to be slinging that ball to everybody so you're definitely gonna i think sammy Watkins is the start there um, my flex, I ended, I ended up putting Daryl Williams. I know Clyde Edwards are later. He's, he's the man. Like everyone ever can see that he knows what he's doing. He's getting really, really involved over there. But, um, in this, in the talking about McCall Hardman, he's listed as a wide receiver three, but he doesn't seem like he's, he's getting any sort of the target share from anybody or anything like that. So I think that you should definitely sit McCall Hardman, flex Daryl Williams and start Sammy Watkins. Okay, uh, Sal, uh, so I'm going to assume you're going to go with Watkins also start. But is it yeah, concerning uh, that yeah. last year he had 30% of his fantasy points week one, 30% of his yeah. yards week one, <laughs> all of his touchdowns in week one, and then yeah. did nothing the rest of the season? 
Yeah, well, no, you're right. I mean, I'm I'm with Mikhail here and, and, and Derek, but in in you have to pick Watkins over those two. But if you really look at it, Watkins, it's like like Derek said, he's a roller coaster, but once in a while you get a fun ride. You're going to hope this week's a fun ride, and I'll tell you why this week may be a fun ride. Notoriously, Tyreek Hill has not played well against the Chargers. He has not have good has he has not had good fantasy outputs against them in the past two years that he's been in the league or so. So I think Watkins get looked at a lot. I think the Chargers spend a lot of their time, which by the way they have a great defense, spend a lot of their time on Kelsey and Hill. Watkins gets op- gets open, gets a couple looks. In terms of between Hardman and Daryl Williams, Daryl that that Chargers run defense with that old with that line with uh, Ingram and Bosa. I don't see Williams getting too much run, maybe in the passing game a little bit. I think Edward Delaire is the man. But I would actually flex Hardman this week if I had to choose uh, between those three. I'd flex Hardman over Daryl Williams just because if they're spending so much time on Tyreek Hill and Kelsey, you never know. You might get a big play. And that big play is all you need. Okay, sounds good. Uh, Let's go to the Chargers then. We got uh, running back Joshua Kelly, wide receiver Mike Williams, and the tight end Hunter Henry. Uh, let's go with Mikal. What's your take on it? So I'm, I'm a big running back guy first when it comes to fantasy, and I feel like Joshua Kelly just looks like he was going to be that goal line target when it comes for the Chargers. Um, but I also – I made a take on this in sports. Me, I think that Mike Williams is – is going to be the real deal there on the Chargers. It, Tyra Taylor looks to be spreading the ball around to everybody, but it seems like he's looking for Mike Williams on those deep plays, those long plays. And fantasy-wise, you want those big plays. That, that That's what gives you the points. So I decided to start Joshua Kelly because he's a running back. He'll get those goal lines. You'll get the TDs with him. I'm flexing Mike Williams, and I'm sitting Hunter Henry. Okay, Sal. Okay, yeah, I, I actually uh, – I'm going to start um, Hunter Henry in a weird change of events. I have all these guys on my team, except Mike Williams. I just never have a share of Mike Williams on any of my teams. But uh, I'm going to start Hunter Henry just because I really think um, the Kansas City defense is not going to be able to cover him. But, again, Tyrod Taylor may go – and he looked, at, he looked at him last week a lot too. So I think Hunter Henry's a start. I think my flex is Joshua Kelly because I will be flexing him in one of the leagues over Cam Akers this week. And my sit is Mike Williams. And I just feel like Mike Williams is similar to Sammy Watkins, right? Like once in a while, he'll have a good game. And once in a while, he won't. And I just can't trust Tyrod Taylor's arm to, to get it to Mike Williams whenever he needs it. He can't even get it to Keenan Allen. So that's, that's my take on it. Uh, yeah. Uh, Derek, you want to go ahead? Yeah. So, I mean, w- one thing to uh, know about Tyrod Taylor, this is where I can de- you know, dig into the knowledge I actually already have. Um, he's only had one thousand yard receiver in his career, and that was the great Sammy Watkins. One year and <laughs> nice. the rest of his years, I mean, he spread those targets out pretty equally amongst his wide receivers and tight ends. Um, if anything, slightly favoring tight ends. But none of those receivers ever had a hundred catches. There's just not going to be enough volume for any one guy. And so you're really looking for like, is someone going to score a touchdown? if you're looking at Tyrod Taylor. Yeah. And against the, the Chiefs, uh, the strength of their defense is, is the pass defense. And you got like Honey Badger back there as a safety. So I don't see Mike Williams getting it done today and scoring any long touchdowns. I mean, I, I don't think that's going to happen. So he's my sit. Um, the 
start is going to be Hunter Henry because Tyrod loves to, to lock into his tight ends and, and make those throws yeah. over the middle of the field. And the Chiefs are going to give them the stuff underneath and not give up the big play. And the flex is Josh Kelly. And the reason it's Josh Kelly is because that's the weak part of the Kansas City defense. They had a, a bottom-ranked yeah. run defense last year. Uh, one of the – is like a top-10 pass defense. So if the Chargers are going to win, they're going to have to control the game and, and beat them up with the run. So those are my thoughts. Agreed. I actually have uh, – I have Josh Kelly as my starter. Uh, surprising. They, I feel like they could pull it like how they had um, Eckler and Melvin Gordon a couple of years back. Yeah. Maybe they can pull that with Kelly back there because Justin Jackson doesn't seem like he's going to play anytime soon. Um, I have Mike Williams on the bench. Last year against Kansas City, he only had four catches. And I have Hunter Henry in my flex. Uh, then Tyrod likes to throw the tight end. Hunter Henry had 11 catches for over 100 yards in a touchdown last year against Kansas City. So I could see him having a decent game. Okay, let's move on to the Ravens versus the Texans. Let's start with the Texans on this one. That's a, good, that, that's a good game. Like, sure. if you just think about that for a second, that is a good freaking game. I mean, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. I mean, so many fantasy implications that game. It's going to be crazy. But now can the Texans put up the points that the Browns couldn't? You got Will Fuller, yeah. you got Brandon Cooks, you got Jordan Akins. Who are you starting? Who's on your bench and who's flexing? Uh, let's start with Sal for this one. Uh, look, man, and, and I'm biased maybe. I don't know. I just – Brandon Cooks was a great receiver a couple years back. I think he had four 1,000-yard receiving um, years, seasons in a row. Um, but, you know, his injury concerns – I feel like the Texans just in general, they're just a team built on injuries, right? If they don't – if none of them get injured, they're fine. David Johnson, Will Fuller, um, Brandon Cooks. No injuries, great. Injuries pile up, and then they miss a couple of weeks, and that team just looks like it's going to go downhill. My opinion, start Will Fuller. I started him last week. He was awesome. I start him again this week. You're going to flex Aikens, and you're going to bench Brandon Cooks. Because Deshaun Watson looks Aikens' way a lot. He loves the tight end. I think the middle of the field will be more open with Marcus Peters on the side, uh, uh, handling and shadowing one of any of these other receivers. I look at Aikens as a potential PPR, peppered him, pepper him a little bit with targets, and then I think Brandon Cooks is just going to be a bust. Uh, yeah, real quick. Um, so we said that that Watson looks for the tight ends, but actually last week Aikens only had two targets, and Brandon Cooks had five. They both only had two catches, which is not great for fantasy. But maybe Deshaun Watson is trying to change that narrative and go more to the outside and get those longer passes and deep down the field a lot more. Yeah. Maybe because people are comparing him to Mahomes, so now he feels like he has to play up to that same standard. Yeah. Um, yeah. Derek, what's your, what's your take on it? Yeah, this one, um, I, I think you start Will Fuller just because all you need is one play from him. And he's, he's filled up the box sheets. I'm, box scores sometimes are just absurd numbers. And I think the Texans will be down in this game. I'm not sure they're going to be able to hang with the Ravens. So I, I look for them to have to take shots because there's no other choice. Uh, and for Cooks, um, he'd be my flex. And the reason I'd flex Cooks is because if, if Fuller gets all the attention, then Cooks might be able to break free for, for a long one. And again, I, I think they're going to need to have some big plays in this game to compete. They're, they're just uh, not as great a team. And when I look at Aikens, uh, the concern I have there and why I would sit him is uh, I think the biggest strength of the Ravens right now is their linebacking core. 
and yeah and like you said the the target volume last week that's also a concern so uh, the, those are my thoughts uh yeah the golf, go ahead. uh i'm gonna have to agree i i think that you definitely start will fuller i think he's the definite wide receiver one there just because of that trust factor he has with deshaun watson he's been there he's not the new guy like brandon cooks is he like you know what you're getting when you when you have Will Fuller there with the Texans and Deshaun Watson. Um, I'm flexing Brandon Cooks. I I think it, he's he's the new guy there. You still got to give him some time to get used to that system. I mean, we're coming into an NFL season with no preseason, no time, just training camps, teams being able to play with each other and stuff like that. So I think you got to give him a little time. He will definitely work his way into that offense. And I'm going to sit Jordan Aikens as much as I don't want to, because, you know, shout out UCF. He went to UCF. Yeah. But um, I I think that it was, I think for me, I think it was a fluke week. I think he, without that TD, it's, it's like there was no fantasy implications from him. So I'm definitely, I think I'm going to sit Jordan Aikens that week. Um, yeah. Um, seems like Sal is the only one on Aikens Island over there. <laughs> we'll, see. we'll see how it goes. Okay, let's move on to the other side of the field, the Ravens. You got rookie J.K. Dobbins, who took most of the goal line snaps last week. You got Mark Ingram. Um, and you got Hollywood Brown, who seems like he's the only receiver on that team. Um, let's go to Mikhail. What do you think? Um, yeah, like you said, it. J.K. Dobbins seems like the goal line option for the Ravens. And fantasy-wise, you want TDs. Uh, Mark Ingram will you'll see him in the open field and he'll still get his snaps still get his attempts but I think J.K. Dobbins is that TD threat so I'm starting J.K. Dobbins I'm gonna I'm gonna flex Marquise Brown Hollywood Brown because he like you said he's the only wide receiver that it looks to be on that team other than Andrews from a receiving threat Hollywood Brown seems like he's the guy there definitely trusted number one receiver over there um and then I'm going to sit Mark Ingram. Okay, Derek, who do you got? Yeah. I mean, w- one thing we have to remember about last week is that that game got out of hand really early. And, yeah. and so it's a, it's a small sample size there. Um, Ingram got the start. Ingram had more snaps early on. But then, you know, if the other team implodes, uh, <laughs> you know, g- g- give it to the backup, see what you got. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right? So – um, I think the only the, the clear start there is, is Hollywood, and, and that's because you know he's the guy. The other two, um, we'll see how the carry share works out, but I think you're throwing darts right now because we don't have enough enough data. And you know you're you're kind of looking at, at fantasy right to to de-risk your picks to the extent you can. And so I would uh, I would start Hollywood. I'm still going to flex Ingram at this point because most of Dobbins work came in the second half when the game was already won. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but, but again, that, those are, those are tentative, uh, you know, dart, dart throwy picks there at the end. I'm going to agree with that. A lot of people are saying, Oh, Ingram's finished, whatever this and that Ingram rushed for 2.9 yards per carry, which is not great, but Dobbins only had 3.1. So the numbers aren't that much different. I mean, yeah, yeah. Dobbins, the rookie, they were in a blowout. So maybe they gave him the ball more. I still think Ingram is number number one on that that running back uh, team. Um, they had a really good record last year. I don't see them messing with that chemistry with him and Lamar anytime soon. Um, so I got the same. Start Hollywood, uh, flex Ingram, bench Dobbins. 
Yeah. And do you, you guys know, did anybody see uh, what Dobbins looked like in pass protection? That's the other thing, too, that keeps rookies off the field in, in high leverage. Yep. Yep. I, I know that the OC, Greg Roman, came out and said that, well, the running back um, roles are going to change every week. I mean, that's coach speak, right? So you can never take it into account as much. But I really think because of all the running backs they have, they're just going to see whatever works that day and just be like, yeah, you know what? We're going to go with Ingram today. We're going to go with Dobbins today. I say the same. I say start Brown. Um, I say, uh, yeah, start Hollywood. Um, I'd flex Ingram this week and I'd bench Dobbins for another week just to see what they're really all about. Damn, so I'm the only one on the Dobbins train this week. Yeah, and I have <laughs> Dobbins too. Like, he's my number one pick this year in, in our sleep, in our uh, keeper league. So, I mean, I want to start him, but I just don't think we can. All right, another good game on the Sunday slate is Tampa Bay versus Carolina. Um, a lot of big names in this one. Uh, Chris Godwin doesn't look like he's going to play. Evans is playing. Um, then you got a bunch of rest of them. And some of the new names, uh, Scotty Miller showed up. He's, he was a guy that Tom, uh, Tom Brady looked at last week. You got O.J. Howard, who caught a touchdown last week. Uh, you got Leonard Fournette, who is supposed to be a, num- a running back one in most situations. And this one, maybe it's running back by committee. Maybe he's the second one for now. Um, so what do you guys got? Scotty Miller, Leonard Fournette. And then we're going to go with Tampa Bay tight ends, Gronk and O.J. Howard. How would you play those situations? Uh, start with Sal. Mm. This is a tough one. I am going to assume that this game will be in Tampa Bay's hands. I'm assuming they're going to be up most of the time. But I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I just think they're going to be up a lot. Um, I'm going to say start the tight ends. Because if Godwin's not playing, and as much as I love Scotty Miller, I think Scotty Miller's great. Um, I think he's going to have, you know, a good, uh, a good day. I'd start the tight ends. I think O.J. Howard and Gronk, one of them is going to catch a touchdown. I think they're going to be looked at in the end zone, especially if Godwin's not there. Um, so you're going to try to, you know, you, you, we want to get the touchdowns, right? At the end of the day, the PPR is great. If you're playing in a PPR league, great. But I really think the touchdowns are going to matter here. I'd start the tight ends. I'd actually flex Leonard Fournette. I'm going to bench Scotty Miller. And I know people are going to be like, why are you benching Scotty Miller? yeah. yeah. I'm going to bench Scotty Miller. I'm going to, I'm going to flex Leonard Fournette because if they are up and Rojo's playing and Rojo's 15 carries in, I think the second half is all Fournette's, and I think that he's going to have a good day. I mean, that's just my call. I'm a big Leonard Fournette fan too, so bias is there. But, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to disagree. I, I def, Leonard Fournette was said to have a solid role in week one from the OC there in Tampa Bay, and he – he did nothing. Got 2.9 fantasy points, five attempts for five yards. It was, it was not that solid rule that people were told. I think he definitely needs time to get into that offense. Everyone knows what Leonard Fournette is capable of, but it's, it, I don't think it's there yet. And Ronald Jones last week kind of proved that he's still there. He's still, he's still a running back one on that team. So I'm sitting Leonard Fournette. Um, I will start Scotty especially with Godwin out. I just traded Godwin in one of my leagues, so I'm really happy about that right now. But um, I, I'm starting Scotty Miller. He seems, I don't know, it's just those wide receivers that Brady likes. It's, it's always those random guys out of nowhere that Brady makes look like a star. So I think Scotty Miller is my start this week, and I'm going to flex the tight ends in Tampa Bay. Yeah, I got the same thing. I got Scotty Miller starting. 
Um, Tom looked for him a lot last week, six times. Um, I got Fournette on the bench until he proves that he can actually play well with this Tampa Bay offense. I'm not playing him. Uh, I'm going to sit him out for a little bit. Um, and then, yeah, I got O.J. Howard or Gronk in your flex. Um, Jameis threw 30 touchdowns last year, and O.J. Howard only caught one of them. And he caught one touchdown last week already with Tom. And, you know, Tom Brady loves to throw the tight end with uh, that Gronk and uh, whoever else he had up there in New England. So I'm looking at those tight ends to flex. Uh, Derek, what do you got? Yeah, so, so my answer is going to depend on whether or not we're, we're taking the combined production of the two tight ends. Or you have to go with one of them. Yeah. Then, then the answer is, uh, is Scotty Miller. And that's because I just don't know how the, the split's going to go between Gronk and Howard. And the fact that I think that the, the Buccaneers are a better team and they'll be up, uh, because it's so early in the season and, and Brady's new, I don't expect them to just try to like run four net, you know, 30 times in the second half. They're still trying to figure out their timing with the receivers, get on the same page. So I think Tom Brady's going to be throwing deep into the game because they need to get each, you know, they need to all get used to each other. And, you know, Brady's going to be looking downfield. If, if they're up big, I think we're going to see them try to get guys, you know, live bullets run down the field, you know, high leverage type plays and throws. So that's why I'm, I'm starting Miller. I'm going tight ends as a secondary because I think, you know, one of those guys will end up with a touchdown uh, in the flex spot. And then Fournette I'm going to have on the bench because I think even if they're up, they're going to still throw. Okay. Um, okay, Mikhail, look at the other side of the ball. You got Carolina, you got Robbie Anderson, Curtis Samuel, Teddy Bridgewater. What are you doing? Um, I'm really big on Robbie Anderson this year. I think Robbie Anderson is due for a really, really big year. I'm actually trying to trade for him in one of my leagues right now. Um, so I definitely think that I'm – I'm going to start Teddy Bridgewater because he's a quarterback. It's, it's, he looked really, really good, but I'm flexing Robbie Anderson and I'm sitting Curtis Samuel. I, um, he, he's, he's, he's the fourth option on that team for me. There's Robbie Anderson, there's DJ Moore, and then there's CMC. I think that Teddy looks for those three guys first before he looks at Curtis Samuel. So I'm going to start Teddy flexing Robbie Anderson, who I'm hoping for a big year this year from him, and then I'm sitting Curtis Samuel. Okay. Uh, Derek, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, so for me, I, I agree with starting Robbie Anderson. Um, teams have to try to stop the run because McCaffrey's a beast. And Carolina's going to be behind a lot because they're, they're still obviously just not, not a great football team yet. So there's going to be a ton of shots for Robbie Anderson. Um, a lot of garbage time opportunities for him. So I think he'll sneak in scores and, and get big plays. Um, you know, the, the other decisions are a little more difficult because Bridgewater, uh, people forget T Tampa was a, was, was a top five defense last year. They're good defense. And yep. quarterback is deep. So I think if you look at positional scarcity, um, I might end up flexing Curtis Samuel over Bridgewater because I mean, I'd have to go so deep in the QB pool. So unless it's like a two QB league or something, like I just don't know how Bridgewater ends up on, on you know, on, on your, uh, your, your table of options, given how good the Bucks defense is. And Curtis Samuel, I've liked him for a long time. He's a good player. Um, I'll get into some advanced stats here. Um, he's one of the players with the biggest spreads between air yards and actual production. 
Um, and a lot of that oh, wow. last week because the quarterback was so off target on everything that it just like, you know, didn't work. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but he, he, for some reason, like just like they can't get the ball in his hands. Like he had the targets, but they just like couldn't get it to him. And so there's a lot of potential fantasy value in Curtis Samuel. Uh, hopefully someday it's you know actually realized. Five catches on eight targets. I agree. Um, I start Robbie Anderson. I flex Curtis Samuel, and there's better options that could be um, benching Bridgewater, uh, maybe even cutting him if if someone like Gardner Minshew or something like that is available in your league. Uh, Sal, who do you got? Uh, what uh, look? You're starting Robbie. I mean, if if the corner, uh, the Tampa Bay corner, that young kid, Carlton Davis, yeah, if he's if he's shadowing DJ Moore, you're definitely starting Robbie and. Um, and you're flexing Curtis Samuel just because the same thing, right? If it's like Derek said, if it's a two quarterback league, if it's a super flex league, there's a lot better options out there. Though, don't be surprised, you know, they're going to be down. Curtis Samuel, that's a good thing for Curtis Samuel because he's going to get targets because, you know, if, if Bridgewater's throwing, then that's a good thing for these receivers. But uh, don't be surprised if, if Bridgewater has another good week. I mean, I'm not saying that he's going to have a bad week. I just think if I'm going to pick those three, I'm, I'm, benching, I'm benching Bridgewater. Okay. Uh, another good game. Looks to be a shootout. Um, Atlanta versus Dallas. Uh, the Falcons had three guys over 100 yards last week. Um, we're going to talk about one of them, Russell Gage. Uh, two of them, sorry. Uh, we got Gage, we got Ridley, and we got Hayden Hurst, the new tight end. Uh, who are you guys playing? Uh, start with McCall on this one. Um, I think Calvin Ridley is the real deal. He's, he's a very good wide receiver, too. Definitely could be a wide receiver one on other teams. And with teams having to deal with Julio there, Calvin Ridley is – him and Russell Gage are definitely going to be getting a lot of the share. Like you saw it last week in shootouts and games like that, Russell Gage 114 yards, Calvin Ridley 130 yards, both getting 12 targets, nine receptions each. I, I am starting Calvin Ridley. I am flexing Russell Gage. And – Hayden Hurst hasn't really looked like he's gelled into this offense for me yet. And with someone like Gurley in the backfield, it's going to be very, very difficult because there's Ridley, Gage, Julio, Gurley. Hayden Hurst has to find his way in there. And I definitely think I'm going to bench him this week and play the other two guys above him. Okay. Uh, Sal, who do you got? Yeah, I'll make it, I'll make it quick. I mean, you're starting Ridley without a doubt. Um, and I agree with, uh, with Mikhail here. Last week, the Rams, who use their tight ends in every, every play, they, they have two, two tight end sets all the time with Higby and Everett. Um, they had a combined uh, four, four catches for like 40 yards or something. It was, it was, a, it was something that you don't expect from a, from a tight end that you, you know, you're starting in a 12-team, 10-team league. Um, so combined, they're throwing up numbers like that. It seems like the Cowboys are really good at, at defending the tight end. I definitely start Ridley flex gauge and I bench Hurst for at least one more week. Okay. Uh, Derek? Yeah, I've got nothing new to add there. I mean, Ridley's a clear start. Uh, and, and for the reasons already given, it's, it's gauge over Hurst until we see otherwise. Okay, cool. um, okay going to the other side, uh, the Dallas Cowboys. We got three amazing receivers, Amari Cooper, Michael Gallup, CD Lamb. Uh, let's start with Derek, who you got? Yeah, well, the, I mean, the, the bench is the easiest call here. It's, it's going to be Lamb because he 
He's a rookie. <laughs> that's, that's what it is, right? Yeah, I mean, yeah. Yeah, it, it takes a while to refine the skills, get, you know, become a true NFL receiver. It's very rare for you know, rookies to come in and just, just light it up. Yep. Uh, and, you know, Cooper's the number one. So, I mean, I think, you know, these guys will trade having better games. But what I love about Amari Cooper is every once in a while, he'll, he'll just score 40 points for you. So, yeah. it, <laughs> you know. There's nothing wrong with that. And so it's a little bit of, uh, you know, you, you might argue that the Gallup might more consistently get you yards. Um, so there's an argument that says, hey, if, you, if you're a better team and you want some consistency, maybe you go Gallup. But generally speaking, expected value-wise, Cooper's the start. Uh, so who do you got? So I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, to, I mean, Cooper's been hurt. You know, his foot injury, same kind of foot injury that kind of bothered him. Last year, a little bit. I think he bruised his foot last week. Last year, he had some foot injuries as well, and that kind of slowed him down. Um, I'm actually going to start Gallup as a guaranteed start. I'm going to flex Cooper, right? You, most people are, are drafting Cooper to play him every week. But if he's injured and he has a tendency of kind of slowing down a little bit when he's injured, I, I'd flex him this week. Again, you're still putting him in your lineup, but just, you know, tread lightly. Just don't, don't expect wide receiver one numbers. Then again, they're playing Atlanta, so you never know. Uh, those guys don't play defense. And then I bench, I bench C.D. Lamb. I think C.D. Lamb, just like Derek said, rookie, still the second game. I think there's still some time there with, with C.D. Lamb. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to – I actually have – sorry, Mikael, uh, I have C.D. Lamb on my flex, actually. I yeah, same. I have C.D. Lamb on the flex. Um, Dak Prescott looked for him more last week. I don't know. Maybe it was because of the situation against the Rams and stuff like that. But I think they drafted him for a reason. He fell to them, and it worked out for, I think, both of them. I think he's going to get the targets against a poor Atlanta defense. Um, I think he has a good game this week. I think if you saw that, that game, the Falcons versus the Seahawks, it was a complete shootout, and I expect the same thing here again with this Falcons defense. I think that they they did draft CD for a reason. He's he's I feel like he'll show that he's that wide receiver that can that can make those big plays. Cooper is your definite start. He's a wide receiver one. Um, I didn't really hear too much about the foot injury and that he bruised his foot again, but I still think he's the definite number one there and he's your start. And I'm gonna flex CD and yeah, you get consistency with Gallup, but I'm going for the big play this week and I'm going with CD. Okay. Um, so another game, last one we're going to look at today is the Patriots and the Seahawks. Uh, it looks to be a good one. Um, you got new quarterback, Ken Wynn, uh, Nikhil Harry, and longtime Patriot, James White. Uh, let's go with Sal. What do you got starting? I'm starting Cam Newton without a shadow of a doubt. I mean, I'm, I'm a big Cam Newton fan. I own him. In, he's my starting quarterback in two leagues. And I really think um, with how Matt Ryan threw for 450 yards last week, I think Cam's going to do some damage. Um, and I'm, I'm starting – I mean, I'm starting Cam. I'm, I'm flexing James White. I know last week James White didn't get that much run. I know that they were running the ball so many times. But I really think that Cam Newton's, uh, you know, ability to throw the running back, obviously with CMC for so long, I think James White's going to have a solid, solid week. And I think that game's going to be pretty close. So James White will be there on, on – on third downs, um, I'm going to bench Nikhil Harry. Just because, I mean, Nikhil Harry is one of those guys, like, I wanted the Giants to draft him so bad, and now that I'm looking at him, I'm like, he can't get separation in practice. 
I mean, the guy's always hurt, right? He's questionable. He's, he's questionable on the injury report this week. Then again, that's the Patriots. I mean, everyone's questionable every week on the Patriots. Um, but I'm, I'm benching him this week. I, I just, I don't, I know that the Seattle defense didn't look good against Atlanta, but I'm, I'm going to stay away from Nikhil Harry uh, and I'm going to flex James White. Yeah, Mikhail, I see you nodding it. Yes. Uh, what's your take on it? Um, yeah, I'm going to have to agree on all accounts. I, Cam Newton's my choice this year for the comeback player of the year. I mean, that award, they love narratives. They love stuff like that. We've seen it with Tannehill. We've seen it with Luck. Uh, but he's also going to have the numbers to prove it. I see him being a top five rushing QB in the league this year. And in a system led by Bill Belichick and Josh McDaniels, history shows you just have to trust those two guys when it comes to making those stuff work. So I'm definitely going with Cam Newton as my starter. Um, my flex is going to be James White, um, especially in PPR leagues. Uh, although it is a, it seems to be a running back by committee over there in uh, New England. Um, Cam Newton has shown that he excels with a passing back. We've seen it with CMC and who's probably the best passing back in the league. And I think he'll try and do something similar like that with James White. Nikhil Harry is a great receiver. He's a very, very good receiver with a lot of upside. Definitely a, a long career ahead of him, but I still have more trust in James White to be a better star in fantasy this week. Yeah, I'm going to agree with that. I think James White always gives you PPR value, especially uh, always looks for him to throw in the ball and maybe on those screens and stuff like that. Uh, definitely get a lot of PPR value every year. Um, yeah, so I'm going to go same thing. Uh, start Cam, flex uh, James White, and bench Nikhil Harry. Uh, Derek, what do you got? Yeah, I'm the same. I think the, the big insight into Cam Newton this year is when you look at uh, Carolina, how they tried to manage him running the football to preserve his health. You know, do you think the Patriots are, are really worried about that? They don't, they don't owe him $60 million on the back end, right? Like, he's, he's a rental. Like, they'll, they'll try to get every single ounce of productivity they can out of him this year. So I expect him to have uh, big rushing numbers this year. And, you know, yeah, they beat the Dolphins, but, you know, the, the Dolphins are the Dolphins. And, and I expect <laughs> the Patriots are losing games to good teams. So yeah. I, I fully expect the Seahawks to beat them. And it might not be close. And so James White, I think, is going to be the, the beneficiary of a lot of targets, especially in a PPR league. And to kill Harry, it just it seemed inconsistent to me. Uh, so I, I, he's, he's in my, my bench spot. Yeah, and then on the Seahawks, we got Tyler Lockett. And then going a little deeper here, uh, Carlos Hyde and Greg Olson. Greg Olson, another one of those ageless wonders we talked about last week with AP. Uh, seems like he's never going to stop playing. Uh, where do you guys got them? Let's start with Derek on this one. Yeah. Um, I mean, if anybody disagrees with Tyler Lockett in the start spot, uh, I'm not, I'm not yeah, sure yeah. we're going to have that conversation. So yeah. I don't think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I think we all agree there. Yep. Yeah, because he's an actual number one receiver. Um, phenomenal catch rate, by the way. It's ridiculous. And it when we look at uh, who will be flexing here, I'm going to go with Greg Olson. He's a reliable red zone target. Russell Wilson throws a lot of touchdowns to tight ends. So uh, I expect him to have a decent game. And Carlos Hyde, I mean, he's, you know, he's a backup running back. Chris Carson's the guy there still. Uh, they got some other guys who are going to steal some snaps. So, so that's the way I see it. Yeah, it's interesting. Out of all three of these guys, Tyler Lockett was actually the one to not score a touchdown last week. Uh, both Carlos yeah. Hyde and Greg Olson scored. So that's yeah, going to be an interesting, interesting thing to look at this week. Um, Sal, what do you got? I'm, I'm the same with Derek. I mean, it's it's easy choice for me. Uh, Greg Olson, flex. 
and you're benching Carlos Hyde. I do have a question for you guys, though. If you had a choice and you had one spot, are you starting DK Metcalf or Tyler Lockett, knowing that DK Metcalf is probably going to get shadowed by Stefan Gilmore? Yeah, it, it's Tyler Lockett because um, they move him around the field. He plays out of the slot. Um, he, yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, it's Lockett. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, it, it's so obvious to me this Lockett that, uh, <laughs> that <laughs> find the, uh, the numbers here. Okay. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely think it's it's Lockett as well. I don't think you want any any of your receivers coming up against Stephon Gilmore. That's that's not a good day, a good week for you, and if you're dealing with that, so I'm definitely going with Lockett on that start over DK Metcalf. Yeah, and the Pats take away the big play, so they do. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Okay, so that's uh, all the games we want to cover. Um, just some, let's do some quick thoughts. Uh, biggest bust potential for week two. Uh, Sal, who do you got? I'll make it quick. Melvin Gordon. Uh, if Saquon Barkley had minus six yards in, on 10 attempts against the Steelers, Melvin Gordon has no chance. I'm sorry. I mean, Melvin Gordon uh, is, is aging. And, and, you know, I know Philip Lindsay's not there, but I still think they use Royce Freeman. I think he's going to have a rough week. He's my bust for, for week two. So if you're planning to start him, maybe, maybe a flex spot. But uh, I would consider benching him on a, on a 10-team league or something. Uh, okay, Mikhail? For me, my biggest buzz potential this week is Austin Eckler. I, I think with someone like Joshua Ooh. Kelly having a big part in that offense, uh, especially on the goal line that limits Eckler's touches on running the ball. And a lot of Eckler's production comes from the receiving side of his game. But only getting one target from Tyrod last week that really hurts his value as an RB1 in a lot of people's teams. So he's not getting the touches in the air as much as he usually get with Rivers. And he's not going to get the TD rushing attempts in the red zone or goal line because of Joshua Kelly. So he's my bust. Now, now, now my only flip side to that, Mikael, on Joshua Kelly is that, look, I'm, I'm a big Joshua Kelly fan. I'm an, I own him in two leagues. I, I, I agree with you that he's going to get the, the goal line carries. But do you really think that the game will be at a point where – they're going to be that close. Don't you think the Chiefs will eventually run away with this and it'll become Allison Eckler day because all they'll need to do is pass? Yeah, it's, it's, it's difficult because, I mean, you can't – that Chargers defense is good. Yeah. I know that, that Chiefs offense is, is historical, but that Chargers defense is good. And they'll be able to – I feel like they'll be able to I, – I don't think it'll be a – blowout this week I think it'll it'll be a good game it'll be a close game and if that's the case then I I see Austin Eckler not getting near as much as production as people of drafting him are expecting from him cool Fair enough. I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with Chris Carson actually um I don't think that they can put up two touchdowns and all those yards like he did last week against this Patriots defense this Patriots defense was the best defense or one of the best in the league last year, um, able to stop the run, great at, in the secondary. I think he has a tough time against these guys. Um, I think because it's going to be like kind of a shootout, they're going to have to pass the ball more. Maybe they shy away from him uh, more than they usually would. Um, yeah, so I'm going with Carson. Uh, Derek, who do you got? Uh, is it too late to cho choose Joe Mixon if you already played? Can I choose him? <laughs> <laughs> that could be a season-long bust from now on. I had a pick going in but he just uh, I just saw James Conner switch to healthy so apparently he's not injured 
but because I mean he's just he's, he's not the guy they try to play other guys like as soon as you know James Connor has a somewhat functioning ankle they run him back out there um, but I think uh, two of the the breakout running backs uh, like Adrian Peterson wouldn't surprise me a bunch of people are gonna start him like oh RB1 RB1 um, right um, they got three backs up there they're trying to feed um, I it wouldn't surprise me if Adrian Peterson disappoints a lot of people who uh, are going to start him this week. Okay. Um, and then we actually have a couple questions that were sent in. One of them is Jonathan Taylor and now waiver wire star uh, Naeem Hines. Can you play both of them if you have them both on your fantasy team? Can you play one in the flex and one in your running back? Um, let's go with Derek. What do you think? Yeah. So – as always, right? The the question is, are you are you PPR or not? And how good is your team? Because people are all over all over Hines because he had that good week, but he's been there several years. And yeah, Mac has played in front of him. Like Mac's gotten hurt, and they've had the option to use him, but they'll like roll you know, Jordan Wilkins out there. And you know, last I checked, uh, Hines hasn't been a top thirty running back the past couple years. So does his target share go up now? Because Philip Rivers loves to do that, that short running back pass like he did with Eckler in uh, San Diego. I mean, uh, uh, LA. Over there. Yeah, but, but does he actually love to do it because he loves to do it? Or did he love to do it because do it. the Chargers offense sucks? Yeah. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> the, that's the thing, right? That's um, San Diego. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the Chargers have a terrible offensive line. And the Colts don't. So... I, I'm not sure if it's just because he loves it or because like he had no choice because he didn't want to die. <laughs> that's the, uh, yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. That's the word. I feel like Philip Rivers is that guy that it, like you play with in the back, like, you know, at, at the, the park and he's just chucking up like just like 50 yard throws and just hoping someone catches them. And then like, at the end of the game, he's just like, screw it, man. I'm just going to throw a 50 yarder and get intercepted. Ah, who cares? Yeah. Like, you know, he's got like, like 15 kids to worry about. I mean, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 for sure. <laughs> and then, like, he's one of those guys that like throws the ball in the air, and then if his receiver doesn't catch it, it just rips the receiver on the sideline. And the receiver's like, dude, I had like four guys around me, and he's like, no chance. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, but I, I'd expect, uh, I mean, Taylor, I mean, they still have Wilkins. And if you guys heard the rumors, they're also like going to go work out Lamar Miller. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that's yeah. Does yeah. that sound like they have confidence that, that Hines is like the guy? <laughs> that's true. That's true. Not, not that's, at all. It's a guy that the, the Patriots have nothing, remind you, like, like on offense. And they're like Lamar Miller. Yeah. Nah, we don't need you. Yeah. Same thing, and I'm a 49ers fan. Same thing with Muhammad Sanu, right? Like you got yeah. Sanu out there running around. The Patriots with nothing were like, yeah, we're good. So like yeah. I'm not I'm not looking at the Niners like oh we got mine like yeah if the Patriots are letting you go then there's something wrong with you yeah <laughs> Nick you want to go really quick uh yeah just, I I think I don't think playing both of them is the worst idea I um I think they're both gonna get touches Hines is definitely gonna be used in the passing game a lot and it, like you said we've seen that with Rivers and Eckler. And yeah, his offensive line is a lot better now, so he get a lot more time. But I still think that like he's got to get he's got to get used to that, where he's like 
in LA, his first thought was, okay, if my first receiver or where I'm looking is an open, where's Eckler? I'm dumping it off to him. I feel like he'll have that same problem again in Indianapolis where he'll be like, okay, my first, my first look is an open. Where's Naeem Hines? Like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to throw this ball off to him. And when Matt got injured, Hines' role in the running game got a lot bigger. So I think you can play both. I'm going to give I'm going to give uh, Heinz the upside here, but I think I think playing both isn't the worst idea if you're going to flex one of them. Okay. Uh, some quick notable injuries. A.J. Brown is out for this week. Uh, Kenny Galladay out for this week. Michael Thomas is 50-50. Probably, I would say he's doubtful. Uh, Sutton is also 50-50. Uh, give me one guy that's an injury replacement that you think that you could plug into the lineup. As then, who, who gave you my fantasy roster? Why are you reading my roster? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'll, I'll make it simple. Emmanuel Sanders. I mean, you're playing Emmanuel Sanders this week without a shadow of a doubt against that Raiders defense. Monday night. You know, I love having a guy on Monday night because it's like that last-ditch effort. You need like 20 points, and you pray to God Emmanuel Sanders has like 16 catches. Yeah, this is the yeah. week that's going to happen. Emmanuel Sanders is your guy uh, for an injury replacement. Okay. Mikhail, really quick. Go uh, I'm going to go with someone else on the other side of that ball, and I'm going to go with someone from UCF. I'm going with Traquan Smith. I think he has a big wow. week this week with, with Thomas being out. Um, I think it'll be – people will know Eman San is, is the guy that people are going to be looking for, and Breeze is just going to play smart, and he's going to see that Traquan is there in the slot or on the wide receiver too. So I think Traquan gets a big week this week. And I just, I just traded for him in one of my leagues, so he's a definite start this week for me. Seem to favor a lot of UCF guys. I wonder why. Yeah, uh, yeah. I wonder why. <laughs> Not like I go to UCF or anything. <laughs> uh, Derek, give me your best replacement for the week. Yeah. So uh, it's probably Emmanuel Sanders. Um, it, here's where my lack of knowledge because of my 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 many children uh, is affecting me. Like the Raiders, last time I checked, don't really have a lockdown corner, right? There's no there's no yeah. guy out there that is going to shut you down. So yeah. I, I imagine Emmanuel Sanders will get good runs. So I think that's a great pick. I'm actually going to stick with the Saints, but I'm going to go with Jared Cook. He had a great oh. last week, and I think he continues that. Drew Brees is like – he's always had Jared Cook like there. Last year, right before he got hurt in that playoff game, he had, I think, two touchdowns. So he, he looks for Jared Cook. I think he has a great game. Um, yeah, so I'm taking him. Uh, yeah, low, low. Uh, sorry, low what? key. Like a guy that you might want to play on your flex too, Corey Davis. I mean, he had a good that week was, last week. I, he was my second yeah, option. Yeah, Corey Davis, man. I, consider playing him against that Jags D. Uh, okay, yeah, how many times in my life I've thought that? Oh, Corey Davis, he looked really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we're all we're all talking about Saints players. Didn't work out. We're all talking about Saints players, but. Thomas is still 50-50. If he comes back, then all this just goes down. And I pick yeah, then you, if he comes back. Then you go back to Corey Davis, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, okay, give me your best bet of the week. Let's go to a sidetrack betting segment. Uh, go with Sal. Give me your best bet for this week. You mean best bet in a player or best bet on best a team? Best bet on a game. Oh, yikes. I, I, was, I thought you meant best bet on a player. I was going to pick Allen Robinson. No, but, uh, game. I'll go first because you guys yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I go ahead. threw this on there. I know it wasn't supposed to be. Um, I actually got Minnesota. Minnesota is actually the underdog to the Indianapolis Colts this week. Uh, I think they're plus three last time I checked. Um, they didn't have a great game last week, but now they're in Indianapolis. 
So I think their defense steps up. I think their offense is more adjusted. Um, I I would go with the Vikings. Okay. Uh, Derek, you want to go or still looking? You know, I, I don't know the lines, and I'm not a gambler. That's the uh... – Yeah, yeah. yeah me, same. Just look same, at the same, same. Just give me one game. You don't have to pick a lines or anything. Just pick a team. Um, okay, I'll do it. Uh, 49ers against the Jets. I mean, minus seven. I mean, pick anybody against the Jets, right? Like, <laughs> Jameson Crowder, Jameson Crowder's out. Le'Veon Bell's out. They're going to rely Chris on, on 96-year-old Frank Gore, um, Chris Herndon, who's injured when he sneezes, and uh, Sam Darnold, who obviously sees Casper everywhere he goes. So uh, I'm going with San Francisco with no receivers. I'm still picking San Francisco, minus seven. They're, they're, they're covering the spread. So look, okay. Giants play who? Oh, Giants play the Bears. <laughs> Me, I'm I'm taking I'm taking Buffalo against Miami this week. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely think that that Miami defense still isn't anything to be too worried about. And with the way Josh Allen runs the ball, you got Devin Singletary, Zach Moss, Stephon Diggs, another UCF guy out there that they drafted, Gabe Davis, hoping he has a good week. Um, but I think – I definitely think I'm taking Buffalo over Miami this week. All right, cool. Uh, Derek, finish it off. Yeah, so I'm, I'm looking at – I'm trying to find the spread right now on uh, the Washington football team and the Cardinals. I think the Cardinals are favored by seven. Seven? Yeah. So if it's – I assume there would probably be seven. I'm going with the Cardinals to cover that because the Cardinals are a good football team and Washington beat the Eagles and the Eagles played terribly. So this looks yeah. like to be mispriced, is, is my guess. So going, going Cardinals to cover over the football team. All right, sounds good. Uh, thank you again, Derek, for coming. Thank you, Mikhail, for being on the show. Um, Thanks for having us, guys. Again, for our listeners, make sure you follow us wherever you can, all social media platforms. Go on SportsMe, make your takes. Um, look out for the giveaway that we're going to start probably tomorrow and end on next Friday. So just keep an eye out for that. And uh, thanks for listening, and see you guys again on Tuesday. So, you yep. know, anything? No, that's it. Uh, yeah, just share share us and show your friends. Tell tell your friends about us, and get on Sports Me and debate us, and you can find us there. But other than that, we'll see you guys on Tuesday. Have a good weekend. Good luck in fantasy. Later. Good luck, guys. Thanks, guys.